Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Victory Church. Today, October 28, 2018, it is 10 a.m. Great time to be in the house of the Lord. Are you happy to be here? I am excited and very, very happy to see each one of you guys. And uh, we say hello to our viewers and listeners. Thank you so much for watching. And uh, I will invite you to stand up. We are going to pray before we come to worship our Lord. Dear Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your greatness. We thank you, Lord, for all the great things you do in our lives. We want to give you glory and honor. And we ask you, Lord, that you will receive the songs that we bring to you, Lord, to worship you and adore you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right, we are going to sing a couple of nice songs that you know, Your Grace is Enough and Forever. You remember those songs? There you go. Yes, Lord. Your grace 
forgiven we are loved by the Lord it's all about his grace his grace is enough for all of us your grace is enough for me Lord and we are going to worship him forever because he deserves that right he deserves to be praised Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever. For He is good, He is above all things. His love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise. With a mighty hand and an ostrich arm, his love endures forever for the life that's been reborn. His love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise, sing praise, sing praise forever, God. Is faithful forever, God is strong forever, God is with us forever and ever. He is with us, yes, Lord. From the rising to the setting sun, His love endures forever. And by the grace of God, we will carry on. His love endures forever. Sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. Forever God is faithful. Forever God is strong, forever God is with us, forever and ever. Forever God is faithful, forever God is strong, forever God is with us, forever and ever. Forever His love endures forever Say with me His love endures forever Again His love endures forever 
Penny to come here quickly. She has a testimony to share with you all, and I want you to listen to this story because it's very, very interesting. Praise the Lord. Go ahead, Miss Penny. Um, back in the summer, I noticed that I was having trouble with one of my breasts, and I didn't go to the doctor until the last of August. But they couldn't get me in for a mammogram until October 4th. So I was like, all right. <clears throat> so the testing was extensive, which sent my fears above and beyond this church. My fears were confirmed. Um, had to go for a biopsy. Um, now, nobody knew what was going on except for Tony <laughs> and Paul. I didn't tell Gian, I didn't tell Tracy, I told nobody. Um, the week before the biopsy, the um, technician called to tell me what I needed to do the week before. You know, don't take any leave or anything like that, anything that would cause my blood to thin. I was like, all right. And she's like, do you have any questions? And I said, yeah. I said, you know, where, where is it and what do I expect? And she said, well, she said, actually, I went to pull up your scans. And she said, I couldn't find <coughs> what they were looking for, what they told me to look for. So she said, I had to call the doctor over and said, he finally found it. Well, when she said that, she is like, you know, there's a 90% chance this is nothing. Go, go on about your life. Do your thing. And actually, I did. I was like, this woman just gave me enough courage and strength to get through the week. Now, 10 minutes later, I was like, now what if she's lying to me? <laughs> and she says, yeah, you know, I mean, I just, it, you know, I went from up there to down there. And then I was like, no, no, no. 
no, we're not going to do that. And then I was like, Lord, bless that woman. And I went on about 10 minutes later. I was like, Lord, even if she's lying, bless that woman because she's, <laughs> she's got me through the weekend. <laughs> so anyway, um, went to do the biopsy. And the doctor came in. And he, he was like, hand me the microscope, the micro, that thing, my magnifying glass. And uh, he was looking at my scans, and he's like looking, you know, and I'm like, well, maybe it is. Maybe, maybe they did catch it early, you know. I mean, they, did, they did tell me that. And uh, he pinpointed it, and he said, oh, yeah, right there, you know. And I was like, okay. So we did it. And he said, there's an 80% chance this is nothing. And if it is something, we got it. It's good. Now... <clears throat> It was microcalcifications, and they were no bigger than a pinhead. So most people that wouldn't, that that probably wouldn't bother them. They would like, you know, I got a problem, but I might have a problem. That is not how I reacted, because my mother died from breast cancer, and it was bad. Anyway, Tuesday of this past week, uh, the doctors called, and my heart <laughs> went from its usual place up to here. And she's like, you're good. Not a problem. Life is good. Well, I cried, naturally, release. But I went on about my day. And the next day, Something happened, and I cried a little bit more release. And Thursday morning, I finally realized I'm going to live <laughs> another day. But even if I don't, it's okay. Because I took my life for granted. And it made me realize, while you're sitting there contemplating, do I have cancer? How far is it? How long will I have? You realize that you're not living your life to the fullest that you could. And I told Gian, I said, you know, I'm not immortal. Immortal, I will die. But it's how I use my days up until that time. And I learned that. Also, in my walk to Emmaus, how do I choose to use my days? I've had good days. I've had not, I'm not the best person in the world. So. It's how I choose to react to what's going on around me. So, um, when we talk about reassurance in Bible study... Um, Walked with me every step of the way. I let y'all in. You walked with me. Final leg. Even Paul was nice. <laughs> was so <laughs> now we're back. <laughs> we're in our usual YouTube routine. But um, I kept reading Bible scriptures, Bible scriptures, and every morning... One, you know, you get a daily verse, and every morning it was like, 
sometimes it was good and sometimes it was like, oh man, they're, he's getting me ready. I'm going to have to fight this. I'm just going to, you know, he's getting me ready. He's telling me to be brave. He's, you know, some, some of the verses gave me comfort and some of the verses didn't give me comfort. Is that all right to say? You know, it's like, crap. <laughs> He's just, this ain't working out. <laughs> well, I planned. But um, all in all, I never made any deals with God. I never bargained with God. You know, if you, if this comes out negative, I never said, I'll do right for the rest of my life. You know, I didn't say that because I, I would, that would be an expectation that I can't live up to. But um, I did say that if you will, as long as you're with me and you're walking with me, then I'm all right. I will be all right. And that's my testimony.
Where sheep gathered, mended and whole Empty-handed, but not forsaken I've been set free, I've been set free
This is the, the best, best place that we can ever be in your presence, Lord. We are safe here, Lord, in your house, in your presence. We are complete here, Lord. We don't need anything, Lord. We don't need anything or anyone. It's just you and us, Lord. Trusting in your power, trusting in your mercy, trusting you, Lord, entirely. Father, for those who are sad today, Lord, that your, your joy will come upon them. For those who need a touch of healing, Lord, that you will heal them, Lord, today. For those who feel lonely, Lord, that your presence will make them feel complete. For those who are weak, that you will make them strong. We adore you, Lord. We give you the glory and honor King of the universe, Lord God Almighty, you are wonderful, Lord, and we thank you, Father, for this time of adoration. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you for your love, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The only way that we can gather things is when they are scattered. The only way that we can gather together is when before we were scattered. Gathering is exactly what the Lord God does. He gathers us. The Lord Jesus gathers us to be together. The scripture of this day is Isaiah chapter 11 verse 10. And we read it in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He will be like a flag that all the nations gather around. The nations will come to him and ask him. <coughs> what they should do. And the place where he is will be filled with glory. This is one of the most powerful passages of the book of the prophet Isaiah talking about our Lord Jesus. Blessed is his holy name. Amen. The United Nations Acknowledge that today there are 195 countries in the world. Each one of those countries has a flag, has an anthem, 
And in each one of those countries, you will see people from different races. At this point in the world, there are recognized near 22 different races. But Isaiah 11, 10 says that all nations will gather around him. Although everyone is, is important, Jesus is the most important. And why is that? Because he is the center of our attention. And the day will come with all the nations will gather around him. And every knee will bow in his presence. And we say, Jesus, King of the universe, blessed is your holy name. The day will come when that will happen. We don't know when, but eventually it's going to happen. The day when he comes back. No one is more special than the rest. But sometimes we feel really special. Right? Sometimes we feel, ah, man. But the truth is, no one is more special than the rest. And why is that? Say it with me. Everyone is special. In the eyes of the Lord, everyone is special. No one is more special than the rest. It's just that there is a uniqueness. Right? But everyone is special. Each one of us. You need to see yourself as a special person, correct? But at the same time, you, you need to see the rest as special as well. And you know what happens when we see everybody that way, that everyone is special? I'll tell you what is what happens. Jealousy is going to disappear. There will be no more jealousy in the heart of the one who sees the rest. Exactly the way that the Lord God sees us. If you experience in your heart sometimes jealousy because somebody has this and you do not. Because somebody possesses this and you do not. Any kind of things, you know, could be material things, financial things, relationships, how this person looks or education or health or anything. When finally we realize that everyone is special, you think, there is no need for me to be jealous about them. Because everyone is special, and that is right. That is fair. And that is awesome, knowing that the Lord loves everybody. And in His eyes, everyone is special. So no more jealousy. And I want to invite you to grow to that level in your spirituality. When you just see everyone exactly as the Lord sees us. With those eyes. Eyes of love. Correct? So here we are. Different people. Like you see in the screen. And at some point. Everyone has a particular day. Or occasion. That particular day. 
it is a special time for that person and that it's okay. That is okay. Is your birthday? Is your anniversary? Are you celebrating something special? It's fine. There is nothing wrong with that. But the rest of us should rejoice with the one that is celebrating something special. In our families, it's the same thing. Somebody is loved by the rest. You should appreciate that and rejoice on that. Not being jealous because your family loves someone so much. No, rejoice with that. The same thing in the workplace. Sometimes in the company there are particular employees and people love them. And do not be jealous about them. Rejoice with them and say, how wonderful that everybody loves this person. There must be a reason. And we need to learn to rejoice with others when it's their special time. You get together with your friends, with your family members, co-workers, members of the church. And suddenly you ask, hey, what's up? What's going on with you? And then the person says to you, well, I just came back from this trip. Or, well, I just bought this thing. Or, well, I just, I'm getting ready to go to do this. And you listen. And you need to think. Is his special time? Is her special time? And it's okay. And you need to rejoice with that person. Because you know that the Lord is happy with this person. The Lord loves this person. So you need to rejoice with them. New things. Great developments in whatever this person is living. Experiencing. Because everyone has a special time. You have your special days, right? When is your birthday or whatever you are celebrating. And something good happened to you and you want to share with the rest. That is your special time. Do you want others to be happy with you and rejoice with you when you are celebrating something? Well, what if you start rejoicing others when it's their special time? And say with them, good for you. I'm glad that you got that new bicycle. You had a new right to go to work. <laughs> or whatever. Let me show you my new phone. That's great. Look what I got. Fantastic. Because everyone has the right to have a special time. If you want others to celebrate and rejoice with you in your special days, you need to rejoice with others in their special days. You know, after all, Life, it's a circle. It's a cycle. <laughs> we all were one day a little baby. A long time ago. <laughs> we were. You remember that? You don't remember. But it's a, a, a cycle, a circle. And you know, one day, we were just a little tiny thing like that. Guess who was there with you? The Lord. The Lord was there with you. 
And in each stage, He has been there with you. And your life has started to develop. Right? And then you are a toddler and you were just adorable. Eventually you became a kid and then you are playing with your toys, right? It's great! You go to school now or you're a teenager and you have your first cell phone and then you are experiencing things. You go to college perhaps, go to school. New world for you, your life is blooming and then you have your family and you are dreaming with your house, the walls, furniture, kids. And the Lord is with you and all that time until finally again everyone is gone and you are by yourself. And then you will rejoice when the kids come to play with you. Until that point in your life you are going to be with the Lord. The Lord has been with you since you were born. He has been with you all the way. And we need to see that. Lord, you have been with me forever. Since I was a little kid. And every moment you have been with me. That is awesome. Because although you are important, who is the real important one? The Lord. And he is the one who gathers us together. He is the one who brought us close to God back through his sacrifice. He is the important one. You see, sometimes we are so self-centered, self-focused, that we just forget about the others. We just think, I don't care if you are celebrating your whatever. I don't care. You know, sometimes we become that way. So selfish. Even we don't ask about how they are doing, if there is any need, if, whatever. You know, sometimes we are just self-centered. But the, the worst part is sometimes we tend to forget that the good Lord has been there with us forever. But when we see things different... Oh Lord, I acknowledge you have been with me always. You have loved me all these years. This is awesome. But you also love everybody else. You are awesome. My brothers and my sisters, life is beautiful. Life is like this lily. Beautiful. You are satisfied. You are happy because you realize he is the most important and everyone else is important as well. Life is beautiful. You have love in your heart. He is the one who did it, right? He is the one who puts us together. If you read in your bulletins with me, John 8.36, it says, if the Son makes you free, you are really free. 
Because the one who gathers us together is the Lord, right? In Matthew 18.20 declares that. If two or three people are together believing in me, I'm there with them. He gets, gets us together, gathers us together, right? But he does that to set us free. <clears throat> free of all kind of tribulations. He has the power. You have to experience it. And it's a personal experience. You have to experience that deliverance yourself. Nobody else will experience it for you. Somebody brought us a, and I think it was Brandon, I appreciate that, a platter with fruit, and I love fruit. And I grab a plate for myself for later. And, you know, Tracy loves kiwis. And I got some pieces of kiwi. <laughs> but if you want to to taste kiwi you, you have to put it in your mouth and experience it yourself nobody can experience kiwi for you it's a personal experience with the Lord God deliverance is the same you have to put your life in his hands and let him set you free. Because if he sets you free, you will be really free. Do you remember what happened to the people of Israel when they were in Egypt? Exodus chapter 14 describes how the people of Israel led by Moses could come out from Egypt, Egypt and then cross in the Red Sea. Because the Lord God opened the sea with his power. The deliverance can happen to anybody. We experience deliverance. The sun makes us free. And then he opens the Red Sea. Walk through that. And then we are out of the trouble. And then for a moment, we just turn our heads and look back and we say, man, I was really in trouble. Look all the good things he has done for me. That is what the Lord does. But you have to experience it yourself. Nobody will do it for you. You have to live that experience yourself. We are free to continue gathering together. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 declares that. We need to continue get together. We need to continue getting together. To worship together the name of our Lord. To remember the greatness of his love. To enjoy the beauty of his presence. To rejoice in the singing. And to pour out our hearts into our prayers. All together. <clears throat> is what the Lord wants us to do. There were two guys. These two particular guys were in a missionary trip. And something happened that they ended in jail. <coughs> Paul and Silas. is the chapter 16 of the book of Acts. And they are in jail. So imagine like Dan and Chad here. Two guys in jail and it was not fair. 
So they are there in that particular jail thinking, wow, this is, this is a problem. I don't know how this problem came to our lives, but the truth is we are here. What do we do now? They asked to each other. And you know which one was the conclusion they came to? They said, what if we pray and we sing songs to the Lord? Two guys. Now, ladies, you are sweet. You are very sensitive. You are uh, sometimes emotional, more emotional than men. You are, you are nicer than men. We, we get that. We guys are not too much into emotions. One day I remember uh, I, I asked somebody to take a picture of me and my wife that I needed. And this person says to me, come on, get closer to her. And I'm like, I'm close to her. And this person says to me, come on, closer. Move your head closer to her. And I'm thinking, it's enough. I mean, just take the picture. You know, we guys. You know, guys, I, you know, it's a guy thing. And then I go, okay, sure. <laughs> and they took the picture, right? Because that's the way that we are, guys. We, we are not girls. We are guys. We, are di we enjoy different things, right? We enjoy different kind of movies. We enjoy different things. And, uh, but the thing is about the praying and singing thing is not by nature a guy thing. You don't see guys whistling and singing. You, know, you, you don't see that much. You see guys, you know, practice, practicing sports, going to the gym, you know, this kind of thing, right? But what happens is that in the spiritual world, singing is not singing. <laughs> in the spiritual world, singing and worshiping the Lord is battle. You fight through singing. That is the difference. Paul knew it. So he said to Silas, you know what, Silas? It's the time for us to sing to the Lord. So I want you to think of this. When you are praying, you are in the middle of any problem, whatever the situation is, okay? And you pray, Lord, I need your help. I really, really need your help right now. I don't know what I'm going to do with this situation, Father, but I really, really need your help. Is that good? Nope. I think it's good. It's good to pray. It's great that you pray. So we pray as good. But when you are singing in the middle of the trial, oh, that's different. You are moving to a higher level. You are fighting against every spiritual force against you. It's different. Singing is powerful. You know, if praying is good, imagine that singing is double power. I'm trusting you, Lord. You are taking care of these things. Even if it's your song. It doesn't matter. Even if you sing not that great. It doesn't matter. 
Even if, if the rhythm, you lose the time, and who cares? But the thing is, when you are singing, it's not like when you are speaking. When you are speaking, you are speaking, right? You use certain uh, level of strength. Now, if you want to speak to somebody that is out there, hey! You see, you increase the, the strength in your voice. But when you are singing, it's double power. Oh, Lord, help me, Father. I don't know why this problem is so difficult, but I love you. And help me. Amen. Who cares? You know what happened when Paul and Silas were singing? The two guys, these two particular guys, there was an earthquake in the prison, in the jail. Let me read it to you. Acts 16, 25 through 26. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing songs to God. The other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was an earthquake so strong that it shook the foundation of the jail. All the doors of the jail opened. And listen to this. The chains on all the prisoners fell off. When you are singing to God. You have no idea the power that is going to be moving through your singing. Yeah, that's why I put the music in the, in the car. That's great. But it's not what I am talking about. It's you singing. There is power there. The deliverance that I told you earlier. You have to experience that deliverance yourself. We heard the testimony today of Penny. Being delivered by the Lord of this health problem. But she lived that experience. For some reason the Lord allowed her to live that experience. So she can testify. She lived the personal ex this experience personally. You have to live your own experience of deliverance. And let me tell you this. When you are in the midst of the trouble. Start praying and start singing to the Lord. I got it. I got it, Gia. But still, I'm a guy. And I have trouble to understand that. Okay. Some people think that singing is not for men. I want you to watch this video. Of guys singing. And not just regular guys. They are Marines.
What if we join the singing now? You ready? Okay. He comes riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, if you're hoo-ha, you believe. And still salvation comes. Oh, he comes riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, hoo-ha. Salvation comes Riding on the clouds Shining like the sun At the trumpet call Take your voice Hoorah! you believe Salvation comes Riding on the clouds Shining like the sun at the trumpet call, your voice, hoo-ah! Salvation comes, your voice, hoo-ah! Salvation He is the special one. He has been with you. He will be with you throughout your whole life. You see? And whenever the trial comes, you are going to experience the deliverance. You are going to yourself. But then is the moment for you to pray and sing to him. Because he wants us to be together with him. And with other believers. The place where he is. Will be filled. With glory. You know that? Where the Lord dwells right now. Is filled with his glory. And whenever he will come back. You will see him. In his splendor. In his majesty. In his power. And we will be with him forever. He is surrounded by glory. Maybe it's time for us to really picture the greatness of our God and non and a non-stopping worship throughout the week. Just singing to Him. You know, maybe at some point you lost your family or you haven't seen them for a while. But they eventually will come back to you. You will have your family. You have your family. In fact, here in the church, you have a family. Let the glory of God be in your heart. Let Him fill you with His Holy Spirit, His Holy Presence. So everything will be different. Look what Hebrews 10.25 says. We need to keep meeting together. Gathering together to encouraging each other. Which is more important as we get closer to the end. 
coming to church to worship him. John chapter 4 verse 36 says, There are people harvesting the crop. They are gathering crops for eternal life. One who plants can be happy together with the harvester. Like right now. The harvest. The harvest. If you want to be part of the harvest of God, pray with me. Dear Lord, thank you so much for showing me that you are the important one, not me. Thank you for showing me that everyone around me is as important to you as I am. Please forgive me because I have not seen everyone in that way as you see each one of us. I'm sorry, Lord. Could you please show me your compassion one more time? Thank you so much for your forgiveness. I need your love. I need you. I would love if you please fill my heart with your Holy Spirit and make me the person that you want me to be. Thank you, Lord God, for loving me. You are amazing, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Please lift up your hands. Receive the forgiveness of your sins. Receive the peace of God. And you are ready to declare with me, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. This year, I will become more spiritual. Amen. Thank you so much, guys, for coming up to church today. Remember, you are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful week. May the Lord give you a wonderful, wonderful surprise this week. To light. Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served I know, I know, I know, I know